So we're not even surprised. Perhaps because it seems almost appropriate, of course, that during this completely strange 2020 year, we enter Advent, meaning the coming, with the crisis of Jesus' second coming, a rescue operation at the end of all things as we knew it. But did you realize that regardless of the year, easy or hard, that every year, the first Sunday of Advent is always what they call the little apocalypse, an abrupt reminder that things will fall apart and that we actually do need a Savior, that for all our patchwork of trying to stitch things together down here, they will not ultimately last. Plus, this annual reminder that all things will fall apart is an important part of the cycle of the church year, bringing to mind year after year that for every beginning, there is an ending, and for every ending, there will be a new beginning. This concept is taught to our kids in godly play in the circle of the church year. You can see that it's pointed right at Advent. It's also one of the foundational catechism lessons that we teach to those being confirmed. This faithful worldview that for every beginning there is an ending and for every ending there will be a new beginning is actually a challenging lesson. We experience this dying and rising in our own lives, but it's hard to explain. And that's why I normally give it to the associate to preach but this year, my plan even to pass this sermon off didn't work either. Nick and his family have just returned from a difficult goodbye with their mother, and soon they'll be saying another difficult goodbye with us. That truth is hard, but the good news of this tough year of pandemic and death and lockdown and job loss and hurricanes and change and all sorts of letting normal go is once again the church will remind us that God is faithful regardless. And for every ending, there is a new beginning just over the horizon. So keep awake. As we move into these four weeks of Advent once again, I'm reminded of St. Bernard of Clairvaux, the 12th century abbot and theologian who so eloquently wrote, about the three Advents. One, the Advent at Christmas. Two, the Advent at the end of the age or the second coming. And three, a middle Advent, the everyday arrival of Jesus. The first Advent happened some 2,000 years ago in a stable and on a cross. And today, our lesson admits that things will fall apart, that the kingdom of God is not completely established yet. But look for him. Keep awake. He's coming again. What I'm picking up in Jesus' message is for us to keep the faith and continue to do our work of ushering in Christ's dawning reign of love and mercy, which his first coming has already set in motion. This is our annual call, an active vigil, a rule of life to faithfully watch and work and wait. For even the angels know not the hour or the day. One of, one of the ways that this COVID year has been beneficial 
It's driven us to lean hard on tried and true ways of shoring up our faith by praying the daily office. Even if all that's been lodged in our memory from evening prayer in Compline was the collect for mission, that prayer really gets at Jesus' hope for us in this already and not yet liminal time between his first and his second coming. You know it. Keep watch, dear Lord. How wonderful. Even our Lord keeps watch. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night. And give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. All for your love's sake. How wonderful, every night, with renewed longing, together we asked our Good Shepherd to keep watch with us, to look after and over those who work or watch or weep this night. And we're called to emulate our Lord. We too work and watch and wait as we work on our day shift. This is our holy practice. This is our holy work. For we live in that middle advent of incremental holy change, all the while hoping, longing for that second coming when all things will be put to right. Just as our merciful yet powerful Lord turns conventional kingship upside down, if we have eyes to see, we begin to glimpse his kingdom steadily infiltrating our world already from Jesus' resurrection at his first advent, an unstoppable movement is at work. Don't look for him in dominions of domination or in palaces of power. King Jesus is found in servanthood and in neighborhood. So we watch and we work for him there in our everyday lives. Many of us have experienced finding Christ in our ordinary mundane lives. All of a sudden, he shows up. But because it is so possible to sleepwalk through our everyday chores and responsibilities, I wanted to share an encounter about a St. Christopher's mom with her daughter in the park. It happened about a month ago. And apparently in this park, there is a, a big kid side of the park, and then there's a little kid side of the park. And our mom, she witnessed a brown boy being bullied and demeaned by the big boys. And so he came over to the little kid's side of the park. And our mom told him once he arrived that she'd witnessed the meanness of the other boys and was sorry that they had treated him that way. And so the boy just sat there in silence. And then seeing our mom's little girl sitting on the merry-go-round, he asked her, you want a ride? And the little girl said, yes, please, and thrilled that the older kid had noticed her. And so round and round they went, everyone laughing. And when the boy's parents called for him to go, our mom said to him, hey, thank you for making my daughter feel included. That was really nice of you. She doesn't always fit in here, and I really appreciated it. And then the boy was off. Kindness won that day. Things could have really spiraled downward 
had the boy chosen differently. Afterwards, our mom realized when she looked back on it that she had seen Christ in the brown boy. Christ, unwelcome, taunted, who chose no violence but walked away. And from our mom's Facebook page, she wrote, Christ was the brown kid who took all the pain from that interaction and went to his merry-go-round of Gethsemane for silence. And from that, looked up at my baby girl and asked her to play. Christ is the brown boy who turned away from all that hate and chose to share love with a stranger. And no doubt, Christ was our Christopher mom as well, who saw the boys hurt and spoke the truth about what had really happened. Truly, our commitment to watching and working and waiting for Christ's coming will give us new eyes to see. It comes sometimes as a knock on the door, a departure announcement, words from a doctor's lips, and suddenly we see. We see what's been there all along and what we had so easily let slip by. We have our one life, our one fragile, tender, very human, no dress rehearsals life. And God is reaching out to us from the depths of that life every moment. What's missing is our awareness. And so what can sometimes feel like stars falling or the cosmos lose, closing in on us, with awareness, it might be just an invitation by the ever-coming Christ for us to see him in that unexpected person, even in the park. For with every ending, there will be a new beginning. Jesus gave us few commands, so let keep awake be our first Advent gift. For part of truly being alive is that confidence that Christ has us. He's here already. And so in every situation, we can be free to be led by and to look for love. Keep awake, my friends, for we do not know when the master of the house is coming. Amen. Amen.